You're listening to the Redeemed Podcast, where conversations are built on the Word of God. Hi guys, welcome back to the Redeemed Podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Josh. And today we're going to be uh, looking into the biblical teaching of regeneration, or what we might be more familiar with as being born again. So, um... Scripture says that we need to be born again. That's what Jesus says to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. He tells him, you know, like, look, Nick, um, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And unless he's born of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So that's a pretty important prerequisite to seeing and entering the invitation to the kingdom of God. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the whole story of Nicodemus in its entirety mm-hmm. is so important because we're seeing him as an absolute prominent member of yeah. the Jewish community, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, Jesus calls him the teacher of Israel. Right. Like. You know, and a member of the Sanhedrin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this is someone who still had to be explained. But I think at the same time, we we see Nicodemus three times in the book of John mm-hmm. and you can visually see the transformation God used. Yeah. The first time he's meeting at night. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be seen. He's afraid. Yeah. Second time, you know, he's, you know, in, in John 7, he's, you know, sticking up for Jesus to the Sanhedrin. Yeah. You know, maybe let's hear this guy out before right. we just, you know, throw the book at him. And then lastly, we see him after Jesus' death when he's standing with disciples, preparing his body, you know, with Joseph's preparing mm-hmm. his body for burial. Mm-hmm. You know, a very open and outward sign of you know, submission to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if that's not a good example of <laughs> being born again, yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> um, let's look into a little bit, like what is our condition? If we're, if we're being told that we need to be born again, mm-hmm. well, what was wrong with the way that we were born the first time right. would be maybe a good place to start. Yep. So um, in Psalm 51... Um, kind of a famous psalm of David as he's repenting for the wickedness that he did with Bathsheba and killing Uriah. Um, In Psalm 51, verse 5, he says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. So, I mean, he's basically saying, I was born in sin. Mm -hmm. And he's not pointing to his mom as saying, like, she did something wicked when I was conceived. Right. Like, there's just this thorough defilement. That, yep. we're, that we inherited from Adam. Mm-hmm. In Adam, all die. Right. Um, yep. And then in Ephesians, he says that by nature, we were children of wrath. Mm-hmm. So there's something wrong with our nature. Oh, abs- absolutely. And and it's, <clears throat> it's funny you say that because obviously we can historically see how that's true, mm-hmm. even without using the Bible. Right. You know, there's a reason why those Bible thumpers that everyone talks about are, you know, so holy. Mm -hmm. Well, how can you even tell if you know that you're not living in sin? You know, you might not understand the details, Mm -hmm. but you can look historically at, you know, the world in general Mm -hmm. and see that there's a problem. A little is, you mean people are doing bad stuff? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the idea, you know, some people today, even, even uh, Christian churches will teach, that, you know, basically, we're just essentially good. We just need to kind of change our behavior a little bit. Right. Um, kind of polish the, some things up. Yeah. But the Bible teaches us we're essentially bad. 
Well, uh, yeah. and we need to be born again, mm-hmm. which is a really nice invitation when you start looking at your life and you're like, whoa, I just want to start over. I just want one big do-over. Right. Uh, well, Jesus says, yeah, uh-huh. I can do that. Yeah, Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Amen. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If this isn't showing that there is going to be a change mm-hmm. once you're born again, mm-hmm. nothing will. <laughs> like, yeah. This is 100% what it's talking about. Yeah, definitely. So, <clears throat> if our nature is corrupt, then what Scripture teaches us is that only corrupt things can come out of that corrupt nature. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of a problem right there for us. Like if turning to God is a good thing, but only bad things can come out of us with a corrupt nature, then it looks to me like there's an impossible hurdle to get over. Mm-hmm. Uh, like how can I decide that I want to be new if I have a sinful nature? So obviously that new birth must come from somewhere outside of the sinful creature, right? Mm -hmm. So in John chapter one, chapter one, verse 13, he, he's talking about those who, um, become children of God. And he says that they were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Mm -hmm. So God did it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. It is the bottom line. Because we would never, like Romans says, um, no one seeks after God. So if turning to God and seeking after God um, is impossible for the wicked person, then something had to change first deeply at the core of that person before they would turn to God. Right. So um, is it accurate to say, like, say this prayer and do this thing and then you'll be born again? It can't be. I mean, we <clears throat> we even read that of the Pharisees, mm-hmm. right? You know, <clears throat> just because you're uttering some prayer, there has to be work of the Holy Spirit in you. Mm-hmm. If the Holy Spirit's not in you and drawing you, mm-hmm. so let's, while we're on that, let me flip to John 6.44 real quick. Okay. <clears throat> John 6.44 says, no man can come to me except the Father which is sent me draw him and I will raise him up at the last day. So the word draw in the Greek is translated to drag. Okay. Well, I don't know if you've ever been dragged anywhere. Kind but of if you gotta be will. if you gotta be dragged, it's probably not somewhere you would desire to go, right? Yeah. If you ask any saved person a month before they were saved, did they know they need Jesus Christ? A month before. No. 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 They couldn't. Exactly. You don't know what you need. You might know that like your life may be in shambles. Mm-hmm. And you need something to change. Right. But you can't know that you need Christ no. if Christ isn't drawing you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, even even if you've uh, witnessed to someone <clears throat> and, the, you know, you assisted in God drawing them to salvation, mm-hmm. you can see that light switch, right? Right. It's like, whoa. Right. I can see now. Because you, you, like, you could tell them <clears throat> until you're blue in the face. Right. Like, you need to turn to Christ. And they're like, no, I don't. Right. And I mean, and that's the thing. If we could if we could save people by telling them, why wouldn't we all be out there yelling it in the middle yeah. of Winnemucca Boulevard mm-hmm. and saving them by the thousands? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Or if it was easy as 
baptizing them to, right. to get salvation. Yeah. And I'd be dragging people into the baptistry, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> exactly. You know? But that's just it. <clears throat> it's unbelievably important to realize that there's none that seek after righteous. No, not one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2.14 that the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Right. So we actually have to have the working of the Holy Spirit in us before we can even understand anything spiritual. Right. Uh, so And there's no way for a person to understand that they need the Spirit right. until the Spirit is there telling them what they need. Yep. So you're entirely um, at the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, in 1 Peter 1, and I'll read 2 and 3, it says, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. I understand that's part of the salutation of 1 Peter, but it's showing the authority that God has mm-hmm. and the lack of authority that we have. Mm-hmm. But verse 3 is what I wanted to touch on. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Mm-hmm. All of this is done by the mercy of God. Yeah. You he, know? he has begotten us again. <clears throat> exactly. Not we decided to beget ourselves. Right. That wouldn't work. No. Babies don't decide to be born. It right. just it happens to them. Uh-huh. Same thing with baby Christians. Mm-hmm. God begot us again. That's what um, Titus 3.5 goes along with that and says that we were saved not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we get that word or that idea of regeneration is that the Holy Spirit came in, made us new, and then we were born again of God. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of one of the first things that happens to us in our Christian conversion. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's regeneration and then we turn in faith and and repentance and are converted, Mm -hmm. not vice versa. Otherwise, then it's like you decided, and then now God owes you. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm a Christian now. Right. Well, you know what's up, pops? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Yep. <clears throat> um, but it's kind of confusing from our own experience and from our own perspective because one day it did feel like I think I need to be a Christian now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why we're so grateful to have the Word that tells us hey, the Holy Spirit did that to you. Right. So it was his mercy. So we can't lean on our experiences all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I knew a guy who uh, was in prison for Mm -hmm. some violent crimes. He was just an absolute terror, you know, as they would say now, a menace to society. Yeah. Right. And uh, someone was witnessing to him in prison, another inmate. Mm -hmm. And... uh, you know, this guy kind of shrugged him off, like, oh, I don't need this, you know. The guy's like, how about this? If I give you a Bible and you can prove one thing wrong, mm-hmm. like, prove it, I'll leave you alone. Awesome. So, and this guy, you know, who received this Bible, had every intention to disprove it, mm-hmm. you know. So that, I mean, if this is saying that, you know, you can choose 
mm-hmm. you know, or, or, you know, you have some sort of say in whether the Lord's going to draw you or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an example that proves that false. Yeah. Cause he was going, he wanted to fight. Exactly. And God's he's like, oh, like, I'm going to tear this thing up, you know? <laughs> the next thing you know, he became one of the most studied persons yeah. I've ever, ever yeah. met, you know? Well, and that's the, uh, uh, that's the example that we see in scripture was that Saul was persecuting the Lord and God was like, no, I've got different plans. Exactly. And that's even what he says before Saul received the Holy Spirit, when Ananias came and prayed for him, because mm-hmm. uh, Ananias is like, uh, I don't want to go pray for this guy. Yeah. And God tells Ananias, go for he is a chosen vessel of mine. Right. So Saul didn't choose God and then he became chosen by God. Mm-hmm. He was chosen by God. Yep. And because of God's secret act in in election, mm-hmm. uh, then Saul was able to respond in faith. Right. Yeah. Ephesians 2, I mean, most of the chapters about being saved by grace, but just started off with chapter or uh, verse one, right? Mm-hmm. Ephesians 2 verse one, it says, and you hath he quickened who are dead in trespasses and sins. Mm. And I, I don't know what your version would say. King James says, and you hath he quickened, right? Hath he quickened means made alive. Mm-hmm. So it's, and you, he has made alive, you yep. know? So we didn't, we didn't quicken ourselves. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> Self-quickening know? agent. Yep. No, it doesn't work like that. Right. So God had to do it. Yes. And that's kind of the whole point of all of this is to see that while we were enemies with God, he chose to save us. So it's all, it, that should magnify his grace to mm-hmm. us. Like, wow, why did he choose me? There was nothing good in me. Right. It was just because he wanted to. Yep. So praise the Lord for that. Yeah, this new King James says, and you, he made alive. Right. So he did it. Mm-hmm. And he made you alive. He exactly. wasn't like, hey, do you want to be alive? Yeah. He's talking to a corpse. <laughs> exactly. The yeah. corpse isn't going to respond. Yep. So he has to quicken and give new life first. Right. Um, do you remember that in your life? Do you remember like that first experience of being alive to God? I remember the, the, the time that Mm -hmm. it all took place. Yeah. I know a lot of people have like an exact date. Right. And they remember like, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. I was blessed enough to grow up in the church. Mm -hmm. So I've always known the truth, Mm -hmm. but I definitely remember when I was like, you know what? I'm going to surrender my life to Jesus now, Mm. you know? Nice. So, and I think what's important also to realize is what we're being born into. Mm-hmm. You know, like the our physical birth, we're being born into a sinful nature, mm-hmm. who then the Lord is going to draw to him or not. Mm-hmm. But once you're drawn to him and you're born again, what are you being born into? New. <laughs> exactly. You're new. You're, a new you're in Christ. Yes. You're being born into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. You know, you're you're born... You know, as a bought and paid for believer. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you can't be lost if you've been paid for? <clears throat> so I, re- I can remember that experience for me. Um, I didn't grow up in the church. Right. And, um, but I had some kind of exposure to Christianity. I, I did like a year at a Christian school. And mm-hmm. I was actually baptized there as a, as a child. But uh-huh. Didn't mean anything. Yeah. I mean, I was like, yeah, I want to get, yeah. I want to go swimming. Right. But, um, as a young man, um, I had a, just my life was a wreck, you mm-hmm. know, addicted to heroin. I was at church with a baby and with a girl that I was living with that wasn't the baby's mom. And, you know, just right. 
and I had been hearing the word of God being preached and I had heard about sin and I had heard about repentance and forgiveness. And then one day he was, he was talking about, um, the demoniac who's living in tombs and he's, and he's chained up, but he's out of control and all this stuff. And like the Lord just like, he showed me like, that's you. Right. I was like, Oh, that is me. (laughs) I need to, you know, and that was, that was, I think the moment that God made me new that he, that I was born again. Right. Um, there was some, you know, some growth that happened (laughs) after that, but I didn't choose to realize Oh, I'm dead in sin. Right. Like God showed me. It's almost me. like he showed you and discerned it for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that he yeah, like the things the things of the spirit are foolish to uh-huh. the natural man. So it takes the spirit of God to discern it to you. Right. When this all ties into uh <clears throat> if our listeners listen to last week's podcast about, you know, lordship salvation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be made clear. Once you're born again, it's not like you're wondering, hmm, I wonder if I'm still not saved. Or, you know, right. the question of salvation should never have to be brought up once you're saved, you know. And like you said, after, you know, the Lord made it so abundantly clear how you were living. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you still struggled, mm-hmm. but you knew, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. the difference, you know. And uh, it's just <clears throat> unbelievably awesome to think of the gift that God has given us in being born again. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and that's where the assurance really comes from is knowing like the doctrine of election, the doctrine of regeneration, uh-huh. that God chose to give me new life, not mm-hmm. based on anything in me. Right. Now I know like even on my worst days today, when I'm, when I'm like, man, I'm still just a rotten sinner, Yep. but I know I'm saved based on the mercy of God. Right. But when we're teaching people, say this prayer, be baptized, do this, join a church, and then like, wow, you're saved now. Then when those activities fall by the wayside, they realize they have nothing. Right. So we can't teach people that they're saved based on something that they did. Right. And it's, it's wrong. Uh-huh. It's not yeah. the gospel. Right. Yep. So um, I was reading C.S. Lewis uh-huh. in his book, Surprised by Joy. He talks about his conversion and he says, I know very well when, but hardly know how the final step was taken. I was driven to Whipsnade one sunny morning. When we set out, I did not believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And when we reached the zoo, I did. Um, I had not exactly spent the journey in thought nor in great emotion. It was just God did something (laughs) for him that he couldn't do for himself. Yep. Yeah. And for us to try to guess God's plan and figure out why and everything Mm -hmm. is just, I mean, a mute point, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, you look at Judas, right? Right. What was his point on earth? Um, To betray the son of man. Exactly. If, if, if this whole (laughs) free will thing and, you know, well, I have the decision to be born again, or right. I have this decision to be saved. Judas was walking with the Messiah. Right. <laughs> Who would not choose to. Yeah. But God used him. Right. To pull out his perfect plan mm-hmm. to save us. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says God hardened Pharaoh's heart. It does. You know, when Moses was trying to get his people out of Egypt. Yeah. How do you explain that? Right. You know? Right. 
Because God did it. Because God did <laughs> you know? it. Yeah. And for us to try to put his plan in a box of, well, I don't get it, so this can't be true. Right. You know? And <clears throat> what we don't understand is the supreme arrogance in that mindset of, uh-huh. I don't understand how God could do this, therefore God God couldn't have acted that way. Right. Like, we're just spitting right in God's face uh-huh. and saying, I know better than you do. Right. Where in James one eighteen it says, Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Mm-hmm. So it's God's will right. to bring us forth. Mm-hmm. I didn't decide. Right. I responded to what he had already done for me. Right. <clears throat> so let's see. In Matthew chapter twelve, this is Jesus talking. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 through 35. Jesus says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So we're going to be condemned by our words, Mm -hmm. which we're drawing forth from an evil treasury, an evil storehouse. And he says that's all he has to draw from. Mm-hmm. A wicked man only has wicked treasure in his heart to draw from, right. and yet he'll be condemned by it. Yep. But he starts that out by saying, if you make the tree good, then its fruit will be good. Mm-hmm. Well, how can you make yourself good right. if all you have is wickedness to draw from? Yep. It's like someone else has to make you good. <laughs> <laughs> wonder how. <laughs> I wonder how. Yeah. You must be born again, Nicodemus. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we, you can take so many examples that are just clearly laid out Mm -hmm. and know what being born again is. You know what I mean? Everyone's thinking it. Saul's the best example. You know, Saul the Tarsus, Mm -hmm. you know, now known as Paul. I mean, we're talking about people that were afraid to even disciple with this guy mm-hmm. because of what he did to the Christians. Yeah. They're yeah. Like, look what this guy did. I don't want to be around him. Yeah. You know? And I mean, <clears throat> you even look at his life um, after he was converted, you know, there's arguably about an eight year gap where he didn't even mm-hmm. witness. Right. He was so ashamed, yeah. <laughs> you know, like how, how, you know, how do you de- describe just use Paul's life as an example mm-hmm. on a worldly aspect. Mm-hmm. You can't. Sure. I mean, you're telling me God just decided to use someone who was killing Christians, persecuting Christians, was <clears throat> given, it was either part of the Sanhedrin or given power by the Sanhedrin because mm-hmm. Paul states how he had the votes against putting Christians right. to death. Right. So this isn't just some slumlord, <laughs> you know, no. like this is a prominent member of the Jewish, you know, culture. Mm-hmm. And God's like, I'm using him. Yeah. And arguably <clears throat> used him in ways he never used or will use anyone else. Yeah. You yeah, know? absolutely. 
Um, <clears throat> you can also think of like Lazarus. Uh, Jesus waited for him to die mm-hmm. and then went and stood by his tomb and called him out. Right. Um, Lazarus, Jesus didn't stand there and be like, well, let's wait for him to decide to come out. Mm-hmm. Like he couldn't, he was dead. Right. So kind of the same, like pages and pages and pages of scripture just show that God is sovereign even over salvation. Mm-hmm. And it takes him to make us new. Right. But yeah, there's two thieves getting crucified with him. Mm. Why wouldn't they both just decide to go to heaven with him? Right. It's such an easy decision. Right. Because we don't have that authority. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and in, in, in a, there's also this aspect too, where like some of the times when Jesus was teaching and he's teaching in parables and his disciples say, how come you're teaching in parables? Mm-hmm. Why? Are, and he says, so that they won't hear and turn. Mm-hmm. So God's purposes are not going to be thwarted. Right. And he purposefully um, reveals things to some people and keeps concealed from other people mm-hmm. according to his purpose. Yep. I don't know. He's God. He does whatever he wants. Right. Yeah. And then you go back to, you know, Job. Well, who are you to question what I'm doing? Yeah. It's a good point, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I or, won't. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for saving me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. Romans 9, <clears throat> as uh-huh. Paul outlines this. You know, well, who can stand against his will? And he just says, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you to answer back to God? Right. It's his, it's his clay and his pottery and he's going to do whatever he wants. Yep. So, um, if you've been born again, it's entirely God's mercy to you. Yep. Um, you want to pray? Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we, once again, we just thank you that we get to, uh, have this podcast and this discussion, Lord, and mm-hmm. we just thank you for choosing us, and we just pray that if there's any out there listening that uh, they'll that need you, Lord, they'll come forth, reach out to either us or you know someone else they know, and and mm-hmm. we just pray that you can use this to reach people, yes. and we just pray that we can uh, apply your word to our daily lives. Mm-hmm. We ask this in your name, Amen. Amen. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Yep, um, you can reach out. Send us an email at theredeemedpodcast.com. You you can find us on Facebook, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Mm -hmm. apparently a bunch of other places too that I don't know know about. But um, (laughs) yeah, uh, go and serve your king today. Yep. Amen. Amen.